Welcome to the Mastermind Advisor Marketing Podcast with Vince Aldre and Josh Woodward. All right, Josh, this is another podcast with Mastermind Advisor Marketing, and I want to talk about just marketing in general, not just marketing for financial advisors, but marketing in general, just because I feel like we've done a really good job figuring out how to do marketing with well, actually B2B marketing, trying to get advisors to use our program, but also uh, the B2C stuff, meaning how to get prospects to engage with our content and to uh, request appointments. And it wasn't that we like stumbled into this and and we got lucky. It, It took a lot of trial and error. And I think it's important to talk about those things to help any marketing person for that matter. Uh, As I know, there's a ton of content out there and I see a ton of people like I'm on Facebook all the time. I like to look at someone's like someone else's ads just to see how how they're look you know, how things are generating that way. I like to go to their landing pages or their call to actions, see if it's good. And there's so much stuff out there that I feel bad because just wasted. And in fact, like I saw an ad for this lady that is trying to promote to financial advisors, and she's like, "I'll help get you 40 to 50 clients per month." And I'm like, that's just not realistic. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a that's a really irresistible offer, which we want to talk about. But that's just not realistic as far as what that looks like in the financial advisor space. So I'm like, this lady has no idea what she's doing in the financial advisor space, number one. Then I made a comment on it. <laughs> and then she changes the ad. I'm like, and it comes back across on Facebook. She changes the ad and... And that, then it went down to like 20 to 30 clients per month. And then she changed it to, I'll do marketing for free. You don't pay until you know we get you results. And I'm like, she has no results. Like there is, like you are taking a giant chance with this person. Now, I know you have to start somewhere, but you have to know your, if you're going to do any marketing, you have to know your clientele. A hundred percent. You got to know if, your audience. Right. You got to know your clientele before you go with something. And so unfortunately for her, I, I, you know, I don't know if she's going to do that well. And I don't, I don't want to discourage anyone from doing marketing, but we have a whole team of, of, of marketers that they went to school, they did marketing classes and the marketing that you were taught in school is much, much different than the marketing that's in the real, in the real world. And what I mean by that is this is kind of more like, grassroots type marketing versus if you're just doing marketing for let's say target or best buy they already have a giant brand they don't you know like they don't even track their ad spend to their conversions they have they have no idea what they're getting as far as results correct yeah yeah it's key i mean if you're ever going to get into marketing obviously the number one rule is to to get to know your audience first and foremost and then two yeah make an irresistible offer but make it realistic and obtainable as well. Cause even if she did bring an advisor on that advisor is not going to stay long because he expected 20 clients. And uh, just like you, your financial advisor, you knew off of that, that that's unrealistic. And so that deters you right away as well. So get to know your audience and then, you know, first and foremost, then make an irresistible offer that's obtainable. It's proven a good concept, that kind of thing. Then I see the ads that are out there where it's like a video and the initial, the way it starts off is like, Hey, agencies, marketers, or advisors, I am so-and-so and I'm super special. Look at my, you know, 
giant plaque that I have. And it's all I, about them. Yeah. You know, that the, the whole comma club, you know, that I think that did work at the beginning, you know, when it was kind of fresh, but then it's like now everyone shows their comma club plaques. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, not about you and what you can do. Right. It's a, you got to look at the audience and it's the value you can provide. Right. What's, what's the offer? What's their pain point. Right. Um, What's that book that just I was reading uh, the story brand guideline, you know, it's a, uh, it's not the, the pain points. It's not about you. It's about what the, the pain points your client has and the value you can provide there. Yeah. The story brand, I think I have that book over here somewhere, but story brand yep. kind of talks about, you know, the creating a story around your brand. So that way you can separate yourself from others. Right. If, if I'm a financial advisor, what makes me different than everybody else? I'm holistic. I'm a fiduciary. Uh, we we make you a you know a client, and you're not just a number. Like all that sounds really cliche, right? That's yeah. not a story. You know, my story is a lot different. My story is that I followed my dad into the business. He used to work at Prudential. His biggest thing was family and making sure that he did what was best for the client. I even saw that because when I crashed my car. We, we went to the impound where my car was so I could get some stuff. The impound lot or the tow truck that brought my car over there was my dad's first client. And so when we walked in, he's like, this is Matt's towing. This is my, like my first client. And he, we walked in and he's like, hey, is Matt here? And, and they're like, yeah, Matt's over here. And the, they'd sigh each other like, hey, well, how's it going? It was like they, you know, we're best friends. And my dad's like, yeah, this was like my first client. And they, they knew that. Like they knew that like already. And so that, was how my dad built his practice and which made me want to build my practice the same way. And that's the story, right? That's, you know, people listen to a story and I was taught by my, uh, my neighbor. I read his book uh, called Amplify, which he talks about, you know, story brain as well, but using the neuroscience, you want to help them daydream. Mm. You want them to, you know, understand, oh, he is different because of these reasons, not because he... Uh, he's holistic. He's he looks at you as a human being and not a number, another number. Like if you go to every financial advisor's website, it gets redundant. It's all the same stuff. Every now and then you'll find someone that's that's good. But same thing when it comes to the marketing. If you're doing marketing for somebody, you need to know how you're going to help them separate themselves from everybody else. And that starts with your irresistible offer, right? Now the irresistible offer has to be something that is real. You can't just make it up. You, you have to, like, we say that, hey, as a financial advisor, we have a program where we can help you do $2 million a month in new business. Now, that's what we do, right? So then I'm kind of saying, here's my irresistible offer. We'll help you do $2 million a month. Yep. That's what some advisors want to achieve, not all of them. But then they're like, yeah, I want to know the exact same path or exact same equation that you're using to help me get to $2 million a month, right? Yep, yep. So it's not like you're not making a video making your call to action saying, hey, this is Vince Aldre. I'm a financial advisor slash marketer. Uh, I run this and this. It's, hey, we help you with X. <laughs> Do you want that that line? You know, so. So, you know, what's funny. There was a financial advisor that him and I were about to partner together. And he got really upset with me um, because I held him to our contract. But <laughs> He he decided to go a different direction because he wanted to create this. We're, we're talking about partnering together, and then he decided to go partner with somebody else because he wanted this golden parachute. 
And I'm like, if you're starting a business out, like you can't, like there's some risk involved. So, but he's like, well, I'm older and I need a, you know, at this day and age, I need a golden parachute. So I need something. Right. I'm like, okay, well that was a red flag there. So he went off to this other company, but was upset that I held him to our contract since he was using our program. And he thought I owed him some favors or something. Um, but he would brag to me how he ran, how he ran a company that was Inc. 500, listen to Inc. 500. And that was uh, this, he had 75 people under payroll. But when I actually researched him, he was Inc. 500, his company was an Inc. 500 twice, but went bankrupt the year after it was an Inc. 500 company. Of course. And he laid off every one of his employees. Like, in fact, like they shut down unexpectedly. So all of his employees didn't get paid. Hmm. And then I watched his other videos. All he brags about is his, how he was part of an Inc. 500 company. That's only half the story. Yeah. The other part was a big lie. Yeah. Right? So you, yeah. can't, you can't walk down people down a path that is a, a big lie because in the end, you will get caught. Yeah. We all, we all know nothing's hidden in this world. So no. Nothing's, nothing's a secret. The, you know, the, the irresistible offer has to be something that's catchy. And, and the only initial part that we need people to do is when we run Facebook ads, we need them to see the ad and say, yeah, I want to learn more. And then they click the link and then they go to the landing page. Now, the idea is when you want leads to get to a certain path, there's two paths you can go. You can just say, I just want a lead, name, email, phone number, yeah. which is fine. Yeah. But you're going to do a lot of chasing and that's fine too. That only works if you have the capacity to do that. The other path is you can have them book an appointment directly with you. Now, to get people to stick with that, you're going to have to get them to do the next step on that landing page. Watch a video, get them to engage with something, fill out a survey, maybe fill out a quiz, and then book the appointment on your calendar. So you can't just go you know, direct to appointment a lot of times, or you can, but it's just not going to be as committed. We've tried it. Where we've done like the Facebook lead forms, and people yeah. will click on stuff. That's fine. It, it, you'll get a bunch of leads, but as far as like, I mean, you have to have basically dedicated phone people to call them constantly until you get a hold of them. And then you find out they say, Oh, I didn't mean to click on anything. I and you're like, what? Well, how the heck did I get your information? Oh, I don't know. Well, what happens is on Facebook, they actually have some of your information saved and then people just click, click, click. And then they, you know, supposedly set up an appointment or they supposedly filled out the form. So, Marketing-wise, irresistible offer. And then the next phase is uh, what we believe in is give something for free. Give something of value. Of value. That's for free. Yep. Whether that be a guide, uh, a training course, it could be uh, a video. But here's what I hate about most of these videos or like, here, I'm going to teach you, certain, you know, something of value. A lot of these ones that are online, I sit through them. They're 10, 20, 30 minutes long. And it's just a, I, I'm telling you all these things we can do, but actually not give me anything. Yep. And I have to click to do the demo to get pitched. Yep. No, don't do that. Give them that thing for free. Yep. More than likely, they won't be able to do it on their own anyway. Yep. And or they'll they want to. Or they won't want to. They'll realize, oh, you got this already figured out. Yep. Too many of you are marketers, marketing companies, try to like hold that information back. And I get it because you want them to book that appointment. But in my opinion, 
the good quality people that you want are not going to book that appointment because they're asking for something. You know, the idea is you give, 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 then ask. You can't ask for that appointment until you give them enough value. You, you can ask for that appointment, but you're not going to get a good quality appointment. You got it. You got it. I'm just saying with a guy that we follow a lot, like Frank Kern, yep. like the guy is just funny, but like how I got involved with Frank Kern stuff is like, I'm going to show you exactly how to build a campaign out from, from beginning to end. And he charged a hundred bucks for it, which, you know, to me, like I'm like a hundred dollars for a course with Frank Kern. Right. Let's go. Yeah. And then I watched every course and he, what he was going to, what he did is he launched his wife's um, makeup line from scratch. And like he built out the ads, built out the landing pages, built out everything from scratch. I'm like, holy cow. And then at the end, yeah, he, he, he was like, hey, you know, I have an actual thing that will help you. We have a whole team where we can do it end to end for you if you want us to. And you saw how it worked for me. So now you get to see, you know, we can help do that for you. Right. And so how many people would they get? I don't know, but they got me. So, um, which helped us learn how to do all the stuff that we're doing now yep. and, and help advisors. But as, as marketing goes for other people, or if you're trying to do marketing for yourself or you're trying to sell your own marketing, you got to one, again, first have that irresistible offer. Well, one, like you said before, you have to know your client. Know your client. Two is you have to have the irresistible offer. Which that irresistible offer has to line up with your client, right? Three is you got to give something for free or give, 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 then ask. Yep. Then the last stage is the sales part where you actually have to show them value. And value is where they will buy, but only if you can tie it back to the emotion. You got to tell the story. Tell the story. You got it. So we talked about like fishing last time. Um, I, I thought about, I'm like, maybe people like you and I are like, you're in Michigan, I'm in Minnesota. So like, we have all these lakes. I'm like, I thought about though, I was like, people might actually not know like this, like fishing, like what a sunny is or like what a bass is, but I don't know. <laughs> so I'm like, maybe we should have thought of it as like something like fishing in the ocean or something where, Hey, everyone's trying to get the big tuna, right? Yeah. That's where the money is. Is the big but, tuna. There's a show about it. And if you're trying to get the big tuna and you're not just trying to get the little little guy, I don't even know what the little guy would be. I've never fished in the ocean, so you're asking the wrong guy as well. The sunny made more sense to me, but I'm, <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I, I remember we went fishing in, um, in Cabo, and before we went fishing, my dad – my dad and I and my brother were watching all the fishing boats coming in and they have flags up and each fishing boat will have flags based on how many fish they caught, right? So some, in, some will come in with like two flags or six flags up on their fishing boat. And so we're eyeing each one of them. We're like, all right, let's find one that had like a lot of fish. So we eyed it out because we're like, we want that captain. Mm -hmm. We want that, that boating company. So we found them. And we went over to that boating company and said, all right, we want to go fishing with that captain. When can we go? They said, okay, you can go on Thursday morning, blah, blah, blah. And so we showed up and somehow we don't have that captain. We don't have that boat. They're like, nope, this guy's just as good, blah, blah, blah. You know, go on out. So we went out. 
Well, the boat I went on, we didn't catch a thing. Mm. Not a single thing. Oh, we saw like maybe one sailfish or something like that, but we didn't see anything. And it was like a huge bummer. I mean, it was just like we got excited and we got up super early yep. and then really came back with nothing. Luckily, my brother and my dad went on a different boat. I went on a boat with my mom and my my friend, and um, they caught some fish, but they also caught like a bunch of like squid. Hmm. And so I guess like the squid's like really easy to catch. So they're like catching squid all the time, but you're not going to eat like a ton of squid. It's not like that, like, you know, as good to eat as like the fish would be. So my dad's pissed. You know, Rightfully so. Yeah, yeah, he's pissed. So he didn't even want to pay the company because we felt like we got bait and switched a little bit. So, you know, the idea is that when, you know, the whole fishing thing that we kind of brought up was we want to go catch the big tuna or the big sailfish because that's what's fun. That's what, you know, those are the stories you get to tell. You don't go home telling people a lot that you, you went on a fishing boat and you didn't catch anything. Right. Right. Or a bunch of squid. Or a bunch of squid. Right. So same thing when it comes to marketing. You can you can catch a bunch of squid, a bunch of leads, make yourself sound good. But the only person you're going to piss off down the road is the person that you're really trying to help. So when it comes to marketing, don't go down that path. Now, the difference with marketing that I do anyway is the marketing that we promote to our advisors is I do the same marketing, right? I go do the same seminars. I go do the same webinars. I'm in the trenches with the advisors. So there's no, you know, like I'm the test guinea pig. Yep. If it works, I'm doing it. And my advisors and my company are doing it. If it doesn't work, you don't know about it. <laughs> yep. Kind of like the squid. Yep. You don't hear about it. Exactly. Now, I know you, you know, when you were at your company, I thought it was really interesting how when we, when you were with um, Formofolios and you were doing the marketing campaigns, there was an advisor that, found, like when he came over here, He's like, oh, yeah, I was doing their campaigns. Everything was great. Best classes. And then all of a sudden, what he started doing, or actually the, the company left Formofolios or whatever, that, that investment firm, they started doing something else. It wasn't working. Can you kind of like kind try to help me understand like what happened there? Like why do you think it didn't work? Not, I'm not, I guess, 100% sure on, on who you're talking about. But a lot of things that are different when people try to go off on their own and do this kind of stuff on this marketing, right? Especially in our industry, um, a lot of people are trying to promote themselves. They're trying to be the the reason, right? Or they're trying to ask for information right up front. And again, it kind of re re reiterates everything we just said in this podcast, but um, they're not providing the value first or offering like what we do is we market for the free education, right? We're trying to provide that value first before you ever even ask for an appointment. And even when you ask for the appointment, it's not, hey, I did this, so now give me your time. It's, hey, I did this, let me help you further. That kind of conversation. And so, you know, a lot of these guys, if they, they go off and they're trying to do their own thing, it's, all right, I, I bought you a steak, now you owe me an appointment. Or I gave you two hours of my time, so now you owe me X. Um, even if you look at like financial planning, you know, like 
if you're if you're offering that help, you know, a lot of advisors will force a fee. Um, but Jason, who I used to work or who kind of taught me a lot of the marketing was, you know, he he maybe offered the fee just to make people invested, but he never actually charged that person. It, if they weren't happy, he, he never charged them. If they were happy, they always became clients. So it's, again, it's that whole process of just give, 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 and then just offer help, right? You're not selling, you're, you're, you're promoting and, and trying to help where, where you can. And so... So it's more of like a soft close. It's it's a exactly. it's more of a soft close. I mean, we we talked we're talking to a, another marketing guy or uh, financial advisor, and he's doing like the estate plans or he's selling the estate plans at the class. Yep. And he's like, it's completely different. He's like, I'm used to offering like free retirement plans, and then now all of a sudden I'm trying to get them to pull out their credit card at the class. Yep. And get them to buy an estate plan for five nine nine right on the spot. Yeah. So it's, that's totally different. But the guy I was talking about, I don't remember his name, but he used to do seminars with Formafolios and then their firm left Formafolios so then they didn't have access to those seminars anymore. And then they went off and did seminars with like educational courses with somebody else or other companies, but they just never worked. And so he's excited to start working with you again. And I think there's some things that we provide a little bit different in our educational type courses. And that is... Again, one's the value of, of education. Mm-hmm. There's no sales pitch in our in our classes. And it's just genuine content. Yep. And then at the end, we just say, if you want to come in for a meeting, you can. And if you don't, not a big deal. Yep. Now, that's not for everybody. I used to do dinner seminars. Dinner, dinner seminars were fine. I found that different. there's definitely different client t- type of clientele that show up to the dinner seminars. And it tended it tended to obviously you have those what we call plate lickers, yeah. But it was just oh man, I was spending so much money on marketing. It got depressing. I felt like every time I you know got some business coming in, I was turning around spending money at the restaurant or spending money on the mailer. Yeah, but I I think there's something that you know that what you guys were building was pretty cool. And that was like a platform where you were getting, you're building out content. People could go get that content for free. And then after they watched some of that content or looked at some of that content, they would raise their hand and they'd say, Hey, I want an appointment. Yep. Voluntarily, you know, a very soft close. They, they wanted to be with you. You became, you helped them enough where they feel enticed. Like you can help them more. Yeah. Uh, 100%. Really it all stems from just, like Frank Kern and watching these guys that are so successful, Frank Kern, Gary V, like all these guys just all they do is give. And then at the end, they just offer more help. Yeah. It's for a slight fee, a hundred dollars, whatever it may be. But um, again, that hundred dollars was just probably commitment. Right. And, and knowing that you were going to show up and attend and be attentive. Um, so yeah, that's where you really just watch what these big guys are doing that are successful in like other industries. And the cool thing is like, the weird thing is like our industry is just so far behind in marketing, right? We're always financial advisors always are the last people to move. You know, they went from mailers, people are still doing mailers, you know, they're slowly moving to digital still to this day, people won't convert to digital radio shows, you know, slowly to convert to podcasts. But the cool thing is we can look at other industries, you know, other e-commerce shops that have to be the first momentum people, the first people on TikTok ads, first people doing YouTube videos, see what we did, what they worked for them. And then we can kind of slowly follow those small steps that they made. 
um, that's just a huge plus in, in our industry, but it can also be a negative because we are so far behind or you're so stuck in those ways that you won't move into the new ways and, and take that next step into marketing. But when you're first, it's uh, definitely beneficial. It's it's beneficial and, and not at the same time because there are others that have, you know, have tried to jump into this type of territory in the past and then they get burned because Correct. there are so many people that are marketers like that lady that I was talking about who technically does not know how to do any marketing for financial advisors. And then financial advisors are like, oh, I've tried digital marketing. It doesn't work. Well, yeah, it doesn't work because you've worked with somebody that has no idea what they're doing. Yep. So there are a lot of digital marketers out there, um, unfortunately, that you know will take your money and not do very well. And this, on the flip side, though, of that, there are <laughs> there's the flip side of where some advisors just aren't very good at closing. They're looking for that silver bullet where they're just looking for someone to sign a dotted line. And and so you know, as a marketing company and a financial advisor, I get to see both of those both yeah. both those sides. On the marketing side, though, I think the biggest thing is, you know, there's one aspect of the front end of the ad or the front end of the marketing, and then there's the back end of the marketing. And the back end is all the content, like email engagement, yeah. keeping them through the funnels. And I think that's a huge miss uh, for a lot of people that I think that we should talk about in another podcast on how to build your funnels, how yeah. to build it out so that way you get people to go down the right path. We showed you the, we talked about the beginning part add, make sure you have, make, well, one, make sure you know your client. Two, make sure you have that irresistible offer. Three, make sure you're giving something of value. And then you can try to bring them in. But yeah. not everybody will make it all the way there. So then how do we get them to, you know, how do we provide them more content, more uh, value behind the scenes? And we got really good at that. You know, I just took a stab in the dark one day and all of a sudden it's working. And I was following a different type of marketer too. On that. Yeah. Now that marketer doesn't know how to do the funnels as far as the front end, yeah. right? He knows how to do the back end, but he doesn't know how to do the front end. So there, it's you know piecing all this together is not always that easy. Um, but if you're doing any type of marketing, again, make sure you know your client. Make sure you know what your irresistible offer looks like. Make sure it's realistic. Make sure you have a good something of value that you can give away. Bring, help educate them, and that's how you're going to bring more quality clients or more quality leads into your system. You got it. That's it. Definitely in time for another podcast for the back end side of things, right? The what what can happen there with the emails and all that fun stuff. That will be a that'll be a good one. Yeah, maybe, uh, we'll maybe talk a little about bit longer that. than thirty minutes. <laughs> so. Yeah, we'll talk about that next time here where yeah. we go through the back end, help you guys understand what we do on the back end to get people to keep engaging with our st our content, keep moving through the funnels. And that way you don't have to keep increasing your ad costs to keep getting good results. So Josh, man, always fun to go through this stuff with you. Um, I came back to fishing somehow, but not such a good result unlike the one before where my kids were catching a ton, tons of sunnies, but you know, I don't really go fishing off, off, <laughs> off the boat that much since we do like wake surfing and stuff, but always a pleasure, man. Likewise. Appreciate it. All right. Until next time, guys, we'll see you later.